0: Uh, here's a number for you more than 164,000 children in Alberta living in poverty that is the word from the organizations behind an annual report on this issue. It's put together um, by these organizations that work with low income families including the Alberta College of Social Workers Public Interest Alberta and uh, the Edmonton Social Planning Council. Sandra Ngo is with the Edmonton Social Planning Council she joins us now. Hi Sandra. Hi Jalen. Thanks for joining us and you had a safe drive in thank you for joining us in studio I it wasn't too bad actually. okay good to yeah. hear um, so when we talk about living in poverty in Alberta what does that mean what does the poverty what is the poverty line in this province
1: um, if So it'll depend on your family type, but for a single adult, a single person, it's um, $23,000, which is actually pretty low. $23,000 a year? Yeah, a okay. year. And, um, you know, for kids... Growing up here in Alberta, in our, in our very wealthy province, if you're living in poverty, um, you're not getting the right nutrition you need. You uh, might not be able to go on some of those school field trips that your other classmates are going on. Um, you can live in a really stressed out household and uh-huh. kids are really sensitive to stress, especially from their parents. And uh, in some cases, you don't always have somebody looking after you. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of single parents um, can't afford childcare or find it really hard to access good quality childcare where they can feel comfortable leaving their children. And uh, and and the research is showing us that um, you know without those uh, healthy and happy childhoods, adults are at much higher risk of. Poor mental health, poor physical health, increased crime risk, both as victims and as perpetrators. So you know there's lots of problems that come with um, kids living in poverty.
0: Okay, so you laid a lot out there, and so mm-hmm. we'll go through some of this. Sure. Uh, to start with, you talked about uh, uh, twenty three thousand dollars if if you're uh, a child, a single parent, right? Yes. So is that number number just doubled if it's uh, if it's parents, if it's a family with you know both parents home?
1: Um, uh, well, thank you for um, asking this question. It's a bit technical. Uh-huh. Um, these measures are actually scaled with um, the square root of family size. So, for a family of four, that number would be doubled. It would be forty-six thousand for 46. a family of four. That's right.
0: Alrighty, and um, and it's and it's interesting when you take a look at um, at that difference uh, between single parent and 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 having both parents at home. There is a dramatic difference in how bad things are.
1: Absolutely. You know, we're finding that as great as those benefit programs like the child care subsidies are, um, it's not getting to those single parent families like we need to be um, getting to. Um, for um, the average single parent, um, you'd have to have... A raise of almost 50% mm. in order to no longer be considered in low income mm-hmm. and we anticipate that unless things change or get better that gap is going to keep widening.
0: Um- Yesterday, you had said that the overall number of impoverished children has increased over the last 15 years as the province's population has grown, although the proportion of people in poverty has remained stable. Uh, You know,
1: what does that tell you? Um, It tells you that um, that the way that the system is set up right now it's we're really only keeping people where they're already at we're not helping people come out of it and um as the population grows that means more people more kids are accessing services Mm. and those services need more funding in order to keep serving those um Serving people at the same level of quality and so, you know, we're we're cutting costs now, but we'll, we'll be paying in the long run uh, Sandra, what about uh, indigenous children? So indigenous children are especially at risk um, There has been a lot of intergenerational trauma there and what I mean by that is that um Back in the day, in the '60s, scoop when Indigenous children were being taken from their families at overwhelming mm-hmm. rates, you know, it's led to um, basically the breaking apart of their families, and even to this day, we see incredible amounts of um, Indigenous children in in foster care and in ch- in, in, in care because um, um, just due to these intergenerational effects, you know even though only about one in 10 children are indigenous, more than three-quarters of children in care are Indigenous so it's mm. just an astronomical number. Uh,
0: yeah again these numbers more than 164,000 children uh, in Alberta are living in poverty and then more than 250,000 Alberta households uh, live on household incomes equivalent to that $15 an hour for 40 hour work week. that's about $2,400 a month that's okay. you know how that works out when we're taking a, a look at that and And I think back and I think, you know, in this province, if you've looked for... A place to live mm-hmm. if you've looked at anything like that $2,400 a month isn't going to get you too far um, certainly just to cover your rent I mean that's a big hunk of your your paycheck right there so a lot of these families making tough decisions every day every week every month on what's going to get paid what's going to be bought or not bought
1: absolutely um, one of the biggest concerns right now is with the $25 a day child care yeah. program And, um, you know, a lot of families are having to make that tough decision of do we work or do we stay home Uh, to take care of our kids? Because, you know, for one child, it can be more than $900 a month. If you've got two or even three kids and you're a single mom. Like that's a tough decision to make. Well,
0: daycare is a is a is a tough one for a lot of families out mm-hmm. there. Even families that uh, that make a good living, there are people that are making that decision. Is it, is it more cost effective for me to stay home or spend that money to put two or three of my kids in daycare because it can be
1: crazy expensive? Yeah, crazy expensive, you know. And and we know that from from the research that uh, the more uh, parents have access uh-huh. to. Um, High quality, good childcare it actually means great things for the household mm-hmm. because those parents can uh, make an income. They can increase the amount of stable employment they can get, and it also means that they're better positioned to, to get raises in the future.
0: Sandra Nago joining me in studio this afternoon. She is with the Edmonton Social Planning Council. This report on poverty in this province and in Edmonton uh, released yesterday. I know uh, we have seen um, you know the Jason Kenny government the, the the new UCP government. I mean, trying to get uh, spending under control, trying to uh, get uh, the the, uh, the the province's uh, budget in order. And I think for a lot of folks, we've seen things, you know, we th- we've seen things taken out of the budget, not going to be covered anymore. And all of a sudden it's, OK, well, it's put onto families that you're going to have to pay for it now. And for those people, uh, again, who are, you know, living in this situation, that's one more thing. Thing. I mean, a lot of us are talking about how things are being offloaded to us. It's probably even more dramatic. You're, if, if someone could see you right now, you are shaking your head, you, uh, nodding your head up and down dramatically. Is that is that something that you're hearing a lot about right now?
1: Um, I'm hearing a lot of, you know, death by a thousand cuts mm. or even fee reductions, mm. um, you know, because it really... It's it's a little bit here, a little bit there, but if you are one of those families in this situation, you're thinking to yourself, like my God, how do I put food on the table? Mm-hmm. How do I keep a roof over my head? Right, mm. and and I know that we're all about getting ourselves back to work and um, trying to find um, and trying to, try to find ways to get ahead, but uh, in this type of climate right now, that's it's really hard.
0: The yeah. uh, president of the Alberta College of Social Workers yesterday called for the government to create a quote a new strategy to address poverty in, Alber- in Alberta. What would uh, a new strategy to address poverty in this province look like for you?
1: Oh, that's a great that's a great question uh, one of those um, one of the key things I'd say as part of that strategy is to really really push for more affordable housing um, you know we've all seen those extreme weather warnings and talking about people who might be sleeping outside and um, one of the ways that we can do that is to make housing more affordable uh, right now the provincial government is um, is being really, um, really hesitant in committing to some of these new housing programs and they're actually relying on new federal funding for the Canada Housing Benefit and um, instead of um, doing something to kind of push the needle forward I think they're really ducking some of the responsibility in this case. That's we've well. heard uh, we've heard a lot and
0: I've you know I've had conversations on 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 this show numerous times when it when it comes to poverty, when it comes to ending homelessness, when it when it comes to um, you know this topic that housing is affordable housing over and over again is really the foundation. It would be the building block to starting to and things like, Homelessness to help people who are living in poverty or who are living around that line. I mean, that is as a major uh, key in this whole thing, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Like it, it's almost impossible to uh, have a job and to access. Um, and to access a lot of services, even without a home address uh-huh, to use, uh-huh. right? And so it's a big game changer. What? Do, so,
0: so where do you take this? You know, the groups that were involved with this report. What happens next with it? What do you? What do you do? do you, you go stand on the on the steps of the legislature and wave it in their face and say, "Read this. Take a look <laughs> at this." What do you do? With it? What do you hopeful?
1: Uh, well, you know, we're always open to conversations with policymakers and other advocates, and talking about how to move the needle forward and um you know we'll be doing our best to push out that message in social media and uh to answer any questions from the public um if anybody ever wants to get in touch with us to discuss numbers or to discuss um how do we kind of get on board with all that messaging Uh so that we can somehow convince um the current government to rethink some of these cuts and to keep supporting some of these programs um our is always open i mean you
0: know it's a challenge because the government needs to find ways to 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 balance things the the government needs to find ways to um you know because people are were also fed up with you know the the you know the spending uh from from the previous government some people were fed up a lot of people were fed up with that as well so it's a tricky
1: balancing act absolutely and and you know it's it's always very challenging because I think everybody wants the same thing we want a prosperous Alberta where everybody can thrive um but it you know, it's how we do that, and and my and the concern really is, is that by cutting these preventative programs, we'll be paying a higher cost in the future when mm. people actually start to get sick, mm. when more people are homeless and using services and going to the emergency room. That's and uh, when we need. Um, more social workers because caseloads are getting higher and higher. So that is really hard for a lot of people to buy into, though. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, we, we've heard that. I mean, if 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 we if we if we deal with this now, then we don't have to deal with it in the long run. In the long run, it will save us money, but we have to put that money up front first and and for a lot of people they don't want to do it there's a lot of people out there right now I mean we know that this province has had one hell of a rough ride over the past number of years there's a lot of people out there who are who are struggling to you know to make ends meet who have lost you know everything so for for them uh, you know, I, for a lot of them, I think it's really hard for them to say, no, I'm, I'm going to shell out more cash right now for something down the road because I need help right now too.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think that there is this fear that um, if we give more to these programs that we'll end up personally with less. But I think that that's just a narrative that a lot of government officials want to use to divide us. So I think that with um, with better. Um with better distribution and long-term planning and, and leadership, really. Mm. I don't think that it has to be us versus them. I think that if we um, meaningfully look at the programs and resources that we have or could have, um, we, we'd find a solution.
0: Uh, Sandra, before I let you go, um, uh, Lauren Armstrong, the spokesperson for the Office of the Minister of Children's Services in uh, in comments to the Edmonton Journal says the government is aware of the report and is reviewing its recommendations and findings. Uh, Lauren Armstrong went on to say, "Quote: I would note, though, that in Budget 2019, Children's Services received a $94 million increase overall, an in increased funding for the child care subsidy so that families most in need can continue to access child care. The $25 a day child care pilot program remains unchanged, including the three year term. What do you say to that?"
1: Um, I say uh, the key word there is pilot. <laughs> um, it's there's no guarantee right now that it will continue. And we're already seeing the benefits of that program with um, there with decreasing childcare prices here in Edmonton. With anticipation that similar things will happen in Calgary, so um, awesome that Children's Services is getting more funding. It's very much deserved, warranted. Um, but we'd like to see a more long-term commitment to those programs. long-term
0: commitment, and that's a lot of things right now. People are wondering what is next uh, on a full range of programs uh, across the province. Uh, Sandra Ngo, uh, Research Coordinator for the Edmonton Social Planning Council, joining me this afternoon. Thank you for this. I appreciate it. Thank you for the questions, Jalen.